Welcome to the Friends United podcast, hosted by Elma, Danny, and Leah, where we discuss a variety of topics from current events to everyday life. Have a listen, since our stories and our distinctive take on life may sound like the stories from the pages of your book. everyone. On today's episode, we will be talking about mental health and the stigma of being diagnosed with certain conditions or mental illness. Merriam-Webster defines mental health as the condition of being sound mentally and emotionally that is characterized by the absence of mental illness and reflected in feeling comfortable about yourself, having positive feelings about others, and the ability to meet demands of daily life. Now, I know at some point, all of these things can become challenging, and that's what we're going to talk about today, different ways that we can address it and different options that are out there for everyone. So we'll dive right in, and we are in the middle of a pandemic, so I think it's, it'll be nice to start off with how is everyone's mental health right now on the call? How are you guys feeling? Okay, today. <laughs> day by day. <laughs> It's, yeah, it's been rough. I mean, it's been a long, I, I mean, it's almost been a year that we've been in quarantine. It just, some days it feels like it's been longer. Some days it's hard to believe a whole year has passed by that we've been kind of like this, but it's definitely hard not being, the holidays were, I think, the hardest for me personally, because mm-hmm. I have like a fairly large immediate family that we weren't able to see during the pandemic just because it wasn't safe and you couldn't have that many people in your house at one time and mm-hmm. you know my parents are a little bit older and my husband's immune compromised so we're trying to be conscious of those things so it was definitely hard this year not being around as much family for the holidays and things like that not being able to see friends and just to go out and do like normal things that I think before the pandemic we used to take for granted Definitely, yes. I agree as someone who's extremely social and I just love being around people. I love getting out, doing new things, trying new things. It has been difficult, especially because it's now going on a year of just limiting all of those activities. It's, I'll say personally, taking a toll on my mental health to where you know, I'm just ready. I'm just ready to start living my life again. And I... And it's been a tough year. Yeah, I agree. It has definitely been a tough year on my mental health as well. I um, just, just being at home all the time has been really a struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like at the beginning I wasn't that affected just because of, it was nice to just kind of slow down and not do all the you know not not have something planned every weekend which is how my life usually is um but now it's getting to the point that I would like to get out I would like to go out to dinner and get drinks with friends Mm -hmm. and um you know have board game nights with my friends and Mm -hmm. um travel go traveling you know (laughs) just things that I enjoyed doing before before the quarantine so it's definitely definitely tough um yeah um, would you say that you know you're depressed or is that too far 
I, I would say that in some some sense I am depressed. I do have to say I'm one of the lucky people that I do still work. So I get to go out and see other people, mm-hmm. um, my coworkers, um, and actually have something to look forward to. Um, I kind of feel bad for people who are stuck at home all the time, mm-hmm. that that's their place of work, their place of relaxation. You know, there. So I feel like being stuck in the same house would be a lot more depressing. But yeah, I, th- I think in that sense, I have to say I'm, I, I like the fact that I still get to go to work. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I do feel like it, it is depressive. And especially right now being in New York where the weather is terrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is so cold. You can't go outside. Yeah. I feel like when the weather was nicer, um, I would take my dog for a walk after work, and it was something that I looked forward to, something that kind of like allowed me to de-stress. I was able to even just sit outside, you know, soak in, soak up some sun, mm-hmm. uh, be in the garden. But it's just so it, with the winter, winter plus this um, having to stay indoors and not being able to do things I do definitely feel, um, yeah, depression. Mm-hmm. and some anxiety mm-hmm. oh yes the anxiety I c- completely understand yes yeah. and I think it's so great that you're able to express those feelings and admit it because there's a lot of stigma around saying that you're depressed I'm depressed and what does that mean does it all of a sudden mean I have a condition now because I said that out loud and are you thinking of me differently and that I possibly need to see someone see a professional just because I said those words and so just I think being open about this topic and being able to be vulnerable and actually say yeah I do feel those ways sometimes is so important I agree I do think even after we've come so far there is such a huge stigma behind like mental illness and mental health and people opening up you know and it's sad because there shouldn't be I mean it's you know you can't help it it's just you know, I mean, like right now with the pandemic, I'm sure things like depression and anxiety are going through the roof just because people are stuck indoors and they're not able to see family and friends. And you can get on a Zoom call or a Skype call, but it's not the same thing as that, you know, mm-hmm. face-to-face interaction. So I'm sure yeah. there's still, there, you know, like depression and anxiety rates have probably gone up, I would imagine, during COVID. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure they have, yeah. I know in the beginning at the hospital, I had I ended up going to the emergency room actually right when it happened. I think it was like May, April, May. Um, and uh, I, I had a terrible migraine, like it just wouldn't go away. Um, and when I went 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 to the, uh, to, uh, to the doctor, she said, yeah, I've been seeing a huge amount of people just coming, coming to the emergency room because it's like all stress related mm-hmm. with the migraines and, you know, all these aches and pains that they haven't had before so it definitely mm-hmm. is um people i don't know people i guess keeping it inside and trying not to show that it's bothering them mm-hmm. but it is you know the anxiety is yeah of not knowing especially in the beginning we didn't know what we we're dealing with and how is this how do you know when you're sick and we don't know enough about it yet and am i gonna die and all the bad thoughts that are going through your head that spiral and you're not really getting any answers and it was yeah definitely tough and I do think that certain insurance companies and other 
I don't know what other benefits there were, but I know that people finally decided to open up mental health more to their members, and we were able to have an a, a virtual access, but before it wasn't really as common, but there were a lot of virtual appointments happening. People could see someone. You didn't have to go into an office. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's huge. I think that is that just created so like such an open door for people to be able to get the help that they need without having the anxiety of having to leave your house and sit in a room with someone else or, you know, so at least you can virtually talk to someone and still get the same effect as you would going into an office. Mm -hmm. So I do think that's one really great thing that's come out of all of this. Why do you think Mm -hmm. it's so hard for people to admit that they have, that they're struggling or have some sort of mental health Issue going on. I feel like that um, a lot of people, you're right, that don't don't really, you know, are afraid to open up because they don't want to get that uh, that stigma that oh, I have, you know, depression, I have anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, but as you said, with all these on online, I keep every, you know, I, I listen to the other podcasts and I feel like every com- other commercial is about some kind of online counseling or help because they do know that people need it mm-hmm. and maybe they keep you know keep advertising it and saying it maybe, maybe those that really need the help will call um mm-hmm. and get the help it is a lot to deal with for anyone you know people try to be tough and you know put yeah. up an i guess a tough front that they are okay but it's just like with you said with corona with the political issues with you know rioting with, with so much going on, it's just, and it's always in your face mm-hmm. the, with the media, be it on social media or TV, just feel like there's just so much to deal with that, yes. um, yeah, it's definitely affecting a lot of people. And I think also you're 100% right, and then in homes where kids have doing remote learning, you've got parents who are struggling just from that aspect too, just, you know, you have keeping your child busy while you're trying to work and take care of the family and then you have all of that on top of everything else that you've just said all that is also happening in the world and you're married and you're not getting to do the things that you typically did so how do you continue to have the same type of relationship and it, it, there there's just so many levels and how and how do you even where do you start it can start to feel so overwhelming and that the issues have compounded exponentially that why is it just worth even trying and I think we can just talk ourselves into and out of it so easily and so quickly and I wish there was more we talked more about mental health and the different types of options we had available to us because if we talked more about it and it was more accepted and maybe we wouldn't be so afraid to try it and do it and reap the benefits because I think it is extremely beneficial. Me, myself, I have tried it and I am a fan of it. I definitely recommend it. I think it is life-changing to have someone to talk to. I don't know if you guys agree with me on that. I definitely do. I do. I haven't actually gone myself, but it is something I want to do and I think most people should go. Because you can talk to your friends and your family and you know your loved ones about things, but I... I do feel like it's different when you have a person who doesn't know you as well and you're talking to them kind of objectively about things going on in your life. They have a different perspective that maybe somebody close to you wouldn't have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I, I've gone myself um, 
for an issue previously and I probably should have just kept going but um I stopped but it's it is nice to get that additional input and as you said they do give you a different perspective um like you know they ask you questions that you're like oh I never thought about it that way or it really makes you think so I do I do think it's, it's helpful it really is yeah. Do you think it's as easy for men to seek out this type of help as it is for women? I don't. I think men are definitely a lot more um, reserved when it comes to seeking help. And they need it just as much. Experience. Yeah, I know. I completely agree. I feel like there's a stigma almost like that it's more women that go to see a therapist than men that go. And I don't really know where that stems from or why, but I do feel, you know, it is like a gender bias. And I think even for some people, it's kind of cultural. I don't know if you guys agree, but I do think like in some cultures, people are like, Oh, you don't need to talk to somebody, just suck it up or just talk to, you know, your wife or your husband or your, you know, it's kind of, like, almost like a put down, which it definitely should not be. Mm-hmm. But, I agree. I do think men have a harder time going. Right. And then if both, both points, I agree that different cultures just look down and I feel like a lot of my family wouldn't understand because they are not for it. They just suck it up, you know, get your head into another mind space. Life's not that bad. Come on. You you live in America. What I mean, whatever the reasons are, you can't judge someone's mental health space. You can't judge their head. You can't make these assumptions for any person. No matter if you think their life is perfect on the outside, you just never know. Yeah, and I mean, everyone has a different, I guess, breaking point, if you want to call it, I don't know, different mm-hmm. different amount of you know, negativity and things that they can take in and be okay with. Um, not everyone has the same strength of mental capacity, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just feel like, you know, people, you can't really judge someone as you said it's like you know if they think it's they need to talk to someone they think their problem is that big then it is that big Mm -hmm. like you can't just say you know yeah everyone has different things that they're they're dealing with Mm -hmm. and they can only take so much so yeah for sure i think having a strong support system too kind of helps i mean like i said i don't think it cures everything but I think people who maybe have you know a strong support system between family and friends then it might be easier for them to confide in someone else than having to get the help but some people don't don't have that so mm-hmm. yeah, that's true and that's got to be even lonelier if you don't have that you know I am so grateful to have you guys to count on as a support system I mean I have amazing friends and I know a lot of people don't really have friends or they don't have people they trust to the point where they can talk about maybe not every issue but talk about a lot of things that can help you get through it mm-hmm. yeah I agree yeah that's true um I do feel like a lot of people are turning to um like drugs and alcohol to kind of help with their anxiety or depression mm-hmm. And I feel like it's creating a different problem. Um, Dependence. That's just, yeah. you know. Or a, co- yeah, a coping I mean, I'm sure people are home, you know, like, 
I'll just have one drink after work and I'll have two drinks. I mean, if you're sitting at home by yourself and you can't see anybody, you're not doing anything, I think it's easier to fall into those kinds of habits, I guess, than it would be if you were out socializing and mm-hmm. things like that. And because you feel so lonely, mm-hmm. kind of use it as a way to cope. Cope, as a, right. As a, and as a crutch, just, well, I don't know what else to do and I got to feel a little bit different than how I feel right now. So I think that's become a huge go-to. I mean, my wine consumption has definitely increased during this <laughs> pandemic. <laughs> yeah. I think that's normal for everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you, think- you guys do any, do you have ways to cope with stress, anxiety that you're dealing with? You know, I'm lucky that I'm in Texas, so the weather is a lot better. So I go outside. The sun makes me feel a million times better. If it's sunny and I just sit in the sun, I just automatically, I don't know, it does something. And I feel i feel happier, more energy. And then I can maybe actually go for a walk or go for a jog, which then also makes me feel better. So I feel like the, being outside is a huge way for me to cope. Yeah, yeah. I know when the weather was nicer, I would do that because we have a little balcony outside now. And in the summer after work, there were a couple days actually. I took my laptop outside and worked outside mm-hmm. just so that I could have like fresh air and it was warm and the sun was out. And that definitely helped. We were taking the dog for a walk, but mm-hmm. like Alma mentioned earlier, unfortunately, upstate New York winters are not so kind. It has been rough lately. <laughs> I walked outside, I didn't even know it snowed today. I was working inside all day. I walked outside and there was snow on the ground. I mean, it wasn't a lot, but still. It's, just, mm-hmm. it's not really great weather for walking anymore. So, it's... No, I don't miss that's those. That's made it hard. I don't miss those cold days. Yeah, no, I I hear you. I wish the weather was nicer, because yes, that was I love walking with my dog. That was like our ritual every day. Doing it on a treadmill just doesn't do it justice <laughs> yeah <laughs> um it's like i try to do yoga try meditation it's really hard to meditate i tell you i tried oh, yeah did you are you <laughs> doing a long just can't focus <laughs> are you doing a long medication or a short medication meditation meditation <laughs> oh just a tr- sh- very short like um, yeah <laughs> Like a minute? <laughs> like, yeah, I'm like, I get to like two minutes and I'm like, I think my mind has wandered like multiple places. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I love the idea of meditation as well. I feel like in theory it sounds so perfect. I like the candles. I sit on the floor with pillows around me. So the ambiance is perfect. And then I try to start, think of these thoughts. I've listened to some podcasts about it. And I don't know, you're right. One to two minutes in, it's like, oh, is the kettle on downstairs? Did I yes. to do something? Oh my something? gosh, so much. <laughs> <laughs> How much time do I have before I have to fix dinner? What are we going to have for dinner? Exactly. I oh, yeah. yeah. actually did a really nice thing. So as I said, the weather hasn't been great. But this past weekend, I went with my husband to a peace pagoda, um, oh. which is yeah like 45 minutes from us i didn't even know um there was one but i was like it was really pretty it was snowing uh it was it was cold but you know it it is what it is it's new york um 
but we went and just, it was so peaceful. Like we just went around the pagoda, we walked around and, um, I got, there was a little thing that says, if you go around it three times, I'm supposed to do a little prayer. Mm-hmm. And so we just walked around and just quietly, you know, just, um, and then we w- went up to the next level and had little, um, I guess, depictions of Buddha's life and what it was all about. So it was pretty neat. It was, we, there was like one other person there and it was just really peaceful and calming and, I just felt like we needed it. We both like went inside the car and we felt so, so like rested and fulfilled. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, just listening to your story, I'm feeling better. Just, it sounds (laughs) so peaceful. peaceful. (laughs) Yes, yeah. And believe it or not, the snow made it actually seem so much better because it was just, you know, just looking out. It was like all like perfectly picturesque, white, and you know, just, just nice. So yeah. What is this called in case um, there's different ones in different towns and cities? So this was a peace pagoda in, I want to say Petersburg, Grafton. Okay. Yeah. Peace so. pagoda. Okay. Yeah. I will have to look that up around me because that's something I would really enjoy. Yeah, it was very cool. But yeah. Are there any other? Are they? Are there any other things we can do for coping? Anything else that you guys have tried? Oh, I mean, there are. I feel like there are lots of activities you can do. You can do like um, coloring. Mm. Coloring might be something that like take your mind off of it, make you focus on something. Mm-hmm. I like personally listening to music. I'll just put something on. Um, mm-hmm. I do, I listen to podcasts, um, no, things like that, I mean. Binge watch shows. Watch, definitely, yeah, <laughs> like more than I should, yeah. Lots of binge watching of everything. I also read a lot, not as much lately, I've kind of fallen off the wagon, but I want to say in the summer, I want to say between July and September, I think I read 10 books. Really? Wow. Which is, yeah, I've never, I mean, I like to read, but I don't think I've read that many books in that short space of a time, but I mean, there was literally nothing else to do, and it got to a point where by July, I was like, I'm tired of watching TV, could only watch so many shows, and I was like, I need a break, and so I just read, like, mm-hmm. I would finish working, and then sit down on the couch and read, or I'd go outside and read, mm-hmm. but I did read a lot, which, that, I did find relaxing. Yeah. yeah, I feel like I feel the same way. I was reading more. I feel like I've fallen off the wagon too. Like I don't know. Lately, I haven't picked up a book in like a couple of months. But yeah, that's yeah, that's a good one. Also, like Zoom, you know, they're not the best, and they can kind of be sometimes irritating, especially if your connection's bad. But um, but um, Zoom meetings and like doing um, doing like with your friends, not like work meetings, um, <laughs> and doing. Board exactly doing games, which we have done in the past, yeah. which I thought was really cool. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that definitely has helped. When when we started doing that around last summer, that was I had a lot of fun. Yeah. I looked forward to those nights when we did board games and yeah, just to, just nice. to be around other people and to do something that we typically did in person. It was just nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know a lot of people I know have had like virtual happy hours. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I know Tom has done, a, like my husband's done a bunch of those through work. They do it like once a quarter, once a month since oh. COVID. They get together and do like a, a virtual happy hour and everybody brings, a, you know, whatever their drink is and they sit around and like just ch- chit chat and hang out, which is really cool. I like that they do that. Mm-hmm. That is that is really cool. That yeah. is really awesome. Um, we also have, we, we have a basement where we have like games. We have pool and darts. So I feel like we've also been doing that, which has been kind of nice to just focus on something else. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I guess like ju- just doing something that you like and something that will take your mind off of, you know, what's going on, off the depression and anxiety and, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of calm you down and put you in a good, That's good space. Yeah, I think another option, something that I did a, a little bit of uh, puzzling. So we have like a huge 2000 piece puzzle and it's definitely a great way to just sit there, kind of blank out, give your mind some space to just not really think and just try and figure out where these puzzle pieces that all look exactly the same go. (laughs) I haven't gotten much done, but it does clear your mind. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. What, um... Do you guys take, like, mental health days from work? Do you think people should get mental health days? Like, do you think you should take time off to I have the day off for your mental health? I do, and I struggle with using my PTO as a mental health day because it feels like, almost like I'm cheating myself. Like, no, I should be going somewhere on vacation. I'm not going to take a whole day of PTO for my mental health. It just feels so wrong, but it's so necessary. Because when I, I took a few days over the Christmas break just for this purpose, and it was tremendous. It was, I needed it so bad, and I didn't even know how badly I needed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did a lot of that over this summer, and I felt the same way. I was like, I really feel like I should be saving. And I was like, what am I saving this for? Like, we can't go anywhere anyway. So I was like, you know, I'm going to start taking some time off. And I think I took every Friday off for, like, a month over the summer. And, oh, I looked forward to it so much just to have a whole day to do whatever I wanted, whether it was binge-watching TV or reading a book. But it was nice to just, like, not have an agenda or not have things that I had to do and just kind of, like, relax and do whatever it was that I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. I asked this question because I'm actually I taking off next Friday and for that reason not because I'm sick or anything just because I feel like I need a day off work has been super stressful we have been so busy mm-hmm. it's just you know just a lot going on so I just felt like I needed something to just you know I needed a day to myself mm-hmm. so so just curious because I feel like a lot of things you read or you know you hear from people they say like you know it's kind of frowned upon like why would you need that but mm-hmm. I do think it help helps you and I feel like it helps your productivity at work too just because you will be more rested and more focused so. I agree and I think companies are starting to understand that and they want their employees to be happy and healthy so they're promoting taking time for yourself and we're shifting our focus now to just to the total well-being of, of ourselves and not just on productivity and goals and you have to accomplish this, this, and this. We're not machines. We can't function like machines all the time. We need time. And yeah. I like that the, our world is now moving towards 
just more adaptation with mental health and just just more of feeling secure with taking that time for yourself. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah, it's important. I think especially after COVID and this year, I think, like you said, a lot of companies are realizing that people need that break. Because mm-hmm. even the people who are working from home, people are like, oh, well, you're home. You don't need a day off. But it's like I work from home. But from the time I log on until I log off, I'm pretty much sitting in front of my computer as if I were at work anyway. So it's not like I'm doing, you know, I'm not like relaxing and hanging out at the house. I am still working eight hours of that day. So mm-hmm. I, I mean, yeah. And I mean, I don't know for you guys, but I know for myself, you know, especially lately since I've taken a new position, it seems that my hours are definitely longer. I stay at work, mm-hmm. you know, past my seven and a half hours on most days so I just feel like just you need that time to decompress yeah. to relax to you know take care of your mental health so, yeah yeah I agree. agree and that's exactly why we're talking about it just everyone take that time take care of your mental health do whatever it is that works for you nothing is wrong anything is better well of course i mean over drinking and (laughs) doing drugs isn't good but healthy coping mechanisms no matter what you choose as a healthy coping mechanism is is great i think let's can we talk a little bit about medication as it relates to mental illness you know my thought sometimes has i felt like is taking medication mean that i have something seriously wrong that I have to take medication for and then will I become codependent on that medication and not be able to, you know, not be able to function unless I'm taking it. And so I feel like I've struggled with the medication aspect on it. Do you have any thoughts on that, Alma, since you're a pharmacist? Yeah, so I I think medication definitely can help um, people with their depression, but I do also think that there are um, so many non-pharmacological options Mm -hmm. that could be better suited, especially for people who don't have severe depression. Mm -hmm. Um, Any medication comes with a side effect. So I feel that non-pharmacological options could be a better choice because they don't have the the side effect that antidepressants Mm -hmm. have. you know, and I do want to take this into kind of like a little bit of a different direction. Do you think that, I don't want to say it's misdiagnosing, but almost like the, some of the diagnoses like ADD, ADHD, where young children get put on medications for some of these mental issues is really necessary as the protocol. You know? I, I personally believe, and I'm not... I'm not even looking at any statistics, but I personally believe that those are way overprescribed. Mm-hmm. That I think that we want our children to behave a certain way where children are going to be children. They need to ex- expel that energy. They mm-hmm. need to put it into something. And a lot of parents, you know, put their children in front of a screen mm-hmm. and think that that's a suitable way to, you know, my, my child's going to just sit here and, you know, in front of this TV. And when they don't, they're like, they want to expel all that energy there's like oh there's something wrong with them they can't sit still for, you know they need to be put on this medication so i personally believe that those medications are way over prescribed and then most children do not need them 
I kind of tend to agree with you. I've met a couple people in my life. I used to be a nanny, and they, their children were taking medication at a very early age, from age 10, and all throughout middle school and high school. And what does that do developmentally for your mind, for how you cope and learn how to cope in stress and different things happen in your life? I always just thought it's a really long time to take a medication for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know many people think that I'm a pharmacist and I'm like, oh, well, you're you're probably for medicating. I am probably the last person to take it, like, I, unless I really have to. Because mm-hmm. medication, ha- you know, they, they work, but all of the, all the medications have some kind of a side effect. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, you know, I, there's a there's a time and place for them, but it. You know, I, I do believe that a lot of them do get overprescribed and not just for ADHD, I, I for can, other, other things too. I am on the same path as you, not a pharmacist, but I definitely agree with that philosophy. Mm-hmm. All right, well, I guess that wraps up our session for tonight. This was a definite difficult topic to discuss, but I think that we all gave our personal opinions and how we are coping with different forms of mental illness and mental health disorders today. I hope you join us next time for our next episode. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. Ciao. Bye. Thanks for listening, and we hope you join us again next week for another exciting topic. Please follow us on Instagram at Friends United Podcast or email us with questions and comments at friendsunitedpod at gmail.com. Subscribe and rate us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to our podcast. Logo design by Liara Ali and music by Chuck Waldo.